Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bended Knee. Today is Wednesday, April 20th in the year 2022. And today is a first, actually. Is this? I had to pre-record this program a little bit earlier because I've got some business I'm doing today. Actually, I'm in the process of right now of chopping up a cow, butchering a cow. And so Duncan, our favorite kilted Christian, is uh, actually running the show for me right now. So this is fantastic. So many thanks to Duncan for this great effort. Make sure and check out his show, which is every night after Bards FM. So before we begin, make sure you're getting your sleep that you need. Sleep is essential. And right now in this middle of this war, there's nothing more critical than making sure you have sleep. This whole concept of a war against humanity is based on breaking down our immune system and breaking down our physical strength. And sleep is one of those recuperative things we need. And there's no better way to get a good night's sleep than having the great products to sleep on. And those come naturally from our favorite company in the entire United States, which is MyPillow. MyPillow.com has some of the best products ever for sleep. In particular, the Giza cotton sheets, which are amazingly soft and comfortable, and the MyPillow Classic. And you can get those with great savings right now. They're on sale Huge savings. Giza cotton sheets are down as low as 60% off, and the MyPillow Classic down as low as 1998. All you have to do is head over to MyPillow.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. As Bards Nation, we also have our own landing page. Bards Nation has its own landing page on MyPillow, which is awesome. So MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is our landing page, and you'll see all the featured specials right there. Which includes right now, when you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, you're going to get a copy of Mike Lindell's book, his story of going from addict to one of America's greatest CEOs, complimentary with every purchase. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. Use your promo code BARDS. You can use that promo code anywhere on the Frank Speech site, on the MyPillow site, and the MyStore site. And take advantage of the amazing savings and amazing products to ensure a great night's sleep. So again, MyPillow.com. Promo code BARTS. Patriots, it is a busy day in news, and a lot of things are popping, and they are coming together to look like total chaos, which is about where the world is right now. Let's top. Let's start off with this one. This is from Buchanan. Headlines, Open Borders, Biden is Remaking America. This is an article out of Zero Hedge. The United States shall guarantee every state in the union a a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. So reads Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. Historically, that constitutional duty to protect America's states against invasion has been the province of the President of the United States, the Chief Executive, who today is Joe Biden, which is naturally a hand puppet, and who's ever running that office has now declared that we are going to experience one of the highest immigration levels ever in history. As people get sick and die off from the injection, as the elderly are being attacked by this bioweapon and many other forms of anything they can do to expunge our, our senior and wisdom class, they are rapidly backfilling population with people that will be unskilled, have no basic income to offer to Americans wealth building, and they are essentially just bodies that ultimately can be easily controlled and bodies that will fill positions at a lower wage rate as they replace actual 
jobs with robotics and AI. So the master plan is right before us. They're reshaping America. The borders are where one of the big fights is. And of course, very few people are talking about it because they don't want you looking there. But in the meantime, you have some of the big news for millennials in particular that are going to have to choke down some hard truths. And one of those is this excitement that I'm sure many are celebrating, which is that the California grocery workers score uh, score a double-digit rise in their wages and they are declared, they threaten to declare a strike. Some 47,000 Southern California grocery workers will receive their largest pay increase in decades after they ratified a new union contract in the region's largest food chains in, on Thursday, according to the LA Times. The only problem is that higher wages in a time of declining dollar buying power and in increasing food costs are not going to do anything but cause more inflation, and in the end of the day, though they may feel that they won something, the only next step that will happen with these grocery stores is they will downsize everybody and replace them with robots. So again, you can start to see how this is all coming together and shaping up. They are quite literally setting the stage and setting the conditions so that the human model is replaced slowly and justifiably from a Wall Street point of view for to replace people in these positions that are easily replaceable, by the way. They've, they're already testing with aisle attendants that are robotics, that are driving around giving you advice on what to do, monitoring whether you have a mask or not. These are very easy places. And so when you look at that, and then you consider that right now that the global rice production is set to plunge 10%, threatening half of humanity, this is, another, this is an article from Bloomberg. Farmers in China, India, Bangladesh, Indonesia, and Vietnam, the largest rice-producing countries, could experience reduced output due to soaring fertilizer prices. The International Rice Research Institute warns that harvests could plunge as much as 10% in the next season, equating to about 36 million tons of rice or enough food to feed a half a billion people, according to Bloomberg. So. Decreasing food supplies, you're driving, people are trying to get more wages to, to buy more, but these things aren't going to equate. The food's going to become more scarce. However, if you are a Wall Street intern, stress that word intern, you are able now to make as much as $16,000 per month. Not sure how that has anything to do with putting actual food on the table other than more wages supposedly buy more food, but you're not going to buy anything if it's not available. Again, our number one crisis right now is food. In this article, it's from the entrepreneur. As we have documented in the past, there are ravenous competitions for talent on Wall Street as large investment banks juice up perks to try to retain workers. This continues, now even interns are seeing the benefits. Some interns are even making as much as $16,000 per month, according to a new article in the, in the Entrepreneur, which attributes to the wage spike in a national labor shortage. In fact, report says that in the past year, intern pay has risen by 37.2% at, at global investment banks, with some interns making as much as $200,000 per year. This is where all of, we talk about investment money. 
notice that this is all other people's money that they're being paid on. This is when you talk about your commission rates, you talk about your return on investment, all of those extras that are not showing up, why your, why your stocks aren't raising as much, why your wages ultimately aren't waging as, raising as much. The, the banks are profiting so much off of the, the many that they're able to pay the few exorbitant rates just for being an intern. And yet we see no solution in sight for how to solve the food crisis. And none of this does anything but pad the elite class. So we're in a very critical time in our nation. And it is, once again, we're going to have to look very deeply at how this structure works and if we can save any of it at all. And that's a big question. So patriots, we're entering now at 11 minutes after the hour. It's time to pray. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled by all that is given and all that we've been blessed with. And Father, this time is we're also witnessing in the, the truth of all things before us, the truth of what the system that we live in actually does, the priorities it, it places, the well-being of the few over the, at the expense of the many. Not that this is new, Father, because it isn't. But as we, as we live through this, our eyes are being opened and we're being blessed with true eyes to see. And the many are able to see now just what is before them a system that has promised many things, but in the end always benefits just the select few, that it chooses to live well over on the backs of the many who struggle hard to make ends meet. Father, just ask in this time that this continued truth will be shown, that the many out here who are still walking in a daze, listening and believing headlines, not taking time to read and research, being persuaded by the simple tools of propaganda that are out here to keep their themselves locked into fixed narratives, narratives of division, narratives of hate can continue to be destroyed. All of this exposure brought to the public so that we can see the truth as it really is. These falsities, these fake truths that are put before us truly are deceptions that we must overcome And Father, with your help and with your guidance, we can do just that. So we ask that you can guide us in in this time. We ask that you can lead us through this time to continue to open the hearts of the many and give us the opportunity to stand before people, to have the opportunity to discuss, to lead, to expose them truly to the true love and power of Christ and the healing that all that brings. Father, these are difficult times for so many because we have been so locked into a system of scarcity. We are locked into a a world where we are dependent upon so many elements of a system that have stripped away the fundamental skills that we need. And as stewards of this land, now it's on us to reclaim many of those skills, to, to step into another path, an exodus, so to speak, so that we can be guided outside of this world into a world truly shaped by you and the love of Christ in all that we do. Father, sometimes that direction gets a bit confused. It's difficult for us to find our way through some of that. And so we pray that in each and every step, you can guide us and lead us, direct us in each step so that we can see the clear paths. And so we truly pray for the clarity of each step and the next action that we take. Father, this is a a time again when Our trust in you has to be greater than ever. And so for those that are 
not experiencing that true intimate relationship of trust and love that you provide, we pray as well for them to to come together, to truly feel that connection and that bond, that beautiful love that we have with you, but that you give to us as well, that, that incredible empowerment of all that is before us, that in that true trust, how the world can truly transform into a new way of walking, not one burdened by fear, not one burdened by the difficulties of anxiety or division, but one instead focused on the things just before us, not worrying about the futures, let the futures go, but instead relying purely on what is before us and all that you offer us in each and every step. Father, so much of the challenges that we face in this day are rooted so much in us concerning ourselves with the future that is yet to be written and worrying about the tomorrows and worrying about all of the weight of things that really have no bearing when we put our trust in you. So again, Father, we just pray that as the many start to come to an awakening, a deeper awakening of the spiritual sense and the connection with you, that the concerns of the morrows, the, con- the weight of those things placed upon us intentionally to wear us down, to enslave us, be cast aside that we can find the freedom and the true liberty that rests within a true trust in you in each and every step. And with this, this is such a critical time, Father, because we know so many people out here are weighted down by a worry of tomorrow, the concerns of food crisis, the concerns of money, the concerns of mortgages. And it's understandable in the framework where we sit. Forgive us for these transgressions, Father. For in this time, we must truly step beyond what we have been comfortable with, beyond what our burdens have been, and truly lay everything to rest at your feet. So, Father, in this time, we just pray that people will find that humility to sit before Jesus, to literally place their burdens before him, to lift off these burdens and to place the true trust. We're reminded, Father, in this time of Jesus in the back of the boat, in the face of the storm, where it was the simple words, peace, be still. And then the reminder to those in the boat, have you no faith? Father, we need this rekindling of powerful faith, powerful commitment to you, powerful commitment to your son, Christ Jesus, and all that was sacrificed for us. So Father, just please guide us in this time to give us that boost at times when there may be hesitation or doubt. Give us that encouragement as we encounter others that wander into the space of gray and the darkness where their hearts feel heavy. Let us show that light through, not just by words, but by actions and the way that we walk, the way that we are, the way that we exist. We know that we can be the great light and lamp on the hill, that we can be the guiding force just by the presence and our commitment to you and through your son, Christ Jesus. So, Father, guide us, protect us, and Jesus, just continue to keep your banner high as we walk with you. And, Father, you stand behind us, and we walk boldly in the face of this evil to put our strength before all, to never bow, to never relent, and to always overcome whatever is before us with the true strength and fearlessness that only the love through you can provide. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, the world isn't going to get any less crazy. And so many of the illusions that we are being shaped with are literally falling apart. I want you to hear this short piece on the coming housing crisis. This isn't what millennials want to hear, but I got news for you. 
the housing market's not gonna get better anytime soon. In fact, we're bottlenecked. And here's what I mean by that. So my parents' community that they bought three years ago, they paid $250,000 to be an over 55 community. Fast forward, that property is now $400,000. But that's not even the issue. What's happening is the seniors that are moving in there now are exactly 55 years old. Seniors move in in their late 60s and 70s and then cycle in and out of the community within 10 or 15. Now I have people moving into that community 15 years sooner than expected, which means they'll be there 15 years longer. Now let's go to another sector, those that just became empty nesters. They are stuck in their homes, and I have lots of those around me. There is nowhere to downsize to. The homes today cost way more than what they originally paid for theirs, which means millennials are not getting an opportunity to even get into those homes. And a lack of inventory and purchasing by investors has made the homes that the empty nesters are moving out of way out of reach. We are bottlenecked, and this is not 2009. As they say, you will own nothing, you will rent everything, and you will be happy. Consider these statistics right here. BlackRock is now cornering the rental market, and not only does it corner the rental market, but it's now doubling down on student dorms. Here's another article this morning. This came from Zero Hedge. For most of the past decade, private equity giant Blackstone, and I said BlackRock, Blackstone, which is yet another one, which as last check had 80, $881 billion in holdings for for rental properties was the single largest institutional landlord in the US and according to some the largest owner of real estate in the world then a few years ago Blackstone lost the designation when it, it comes to residential housing to this day it remains the largest commercial landlord by a wide margin however the recent explosion in house prices and rents prompted Wall Street Titan to double down efforts to recover the title of undisputed landlord champion. And last summer, the firm announced the largest or the latest transaction funded by ultra cheap debt courtesy of the Fed when it purchased Home Partners of America, which owns more than 17,000 homes throughout the United States for $6 billion. Yes, despite a growing bipartisan political backlash and against institutional landlords translating in popular blowback at the time, when rents are soaring at the fastest pace on record, Blackstone continues to exhibit all the PR grace of a bull in a china shop as it extends its market grab in U.S. real estate with, firm, with the firm expanding its pivot to dorms as it slowly but surely hopes to become the marginal price setter of the all U.S. real estate. On Tuesday morning, Blackstone agreed to buy student housing owner owner American campus communities in a cash transactions valuing, valuing the company at about $12.8 billion. But that rents, a bet that rents will continue to rise as more college students return to campus. For the millennials that have been promised and all these young generations that have been promised this great hope of the future, hope will not include purchase or buying a property the way they're going. And as those two pieces have now laid out, you're framing a world right now which is creating an unaffordable housing market. For those that have housings, that will be it. For those that are trying to downsize, you can't downsize because the properties are, to go smaller are more expensive than the property you currently have. And the big owners and big winners are these massive holding companies, Blackstone, BlackRock, Vanguard, that are controlling the market and 
forcing rents up. Rents have gone up an approximately 40%. Here's another piece here. Rising unaffordability is causing renters to abandon hope of ever owning a home. And this, these statistics come from Liberty Street Economics. After two years of buying of a buying frenzy that has become self-reinforcing as investors and speculators have sought to cash in on the trend, it looks like American home buyers are getting ready to throw in the towel. The New York Fed's 2022 SCE housing survey released Monday showed that the respondents believe that they would be less likely to buy if they were to move compared to a year ago marking a first annual decline since the series began in 2014. Compared with last February, the drop amounted to a decline in 10 percentage points. The hope of buying, the hope of owning is slipping away rapidly, and people are being forced in to an acceptance of you will own nothing, you will rent everything. That next step is you will be happy. How that manifests will probably be draconian in the darkest of natures. So, with all of that said, we also are having a crazy day on Wall Street with Netflix crashing. And that not that I have any heartbreak about that, but this is interesting. Take a listen to this. What Netflix disaster, you ask? Last night, Netflix reported quarterly earnings, which actually weren't even that bad. Revenue up year over year, beat on profits. It was the subs, open office sandwiches, new subscribers, or lack thereof. Stock is nosediving this morning after the streaming giant said not only did it not add the two and a half million new subscribers it said it would, it lost 200,000. Customer decline in a decade. What happened? Fierce competition, inflation, cutting off Russia. And where's the next squid game? They gotta fix this. How? Netflix says an estimated 100 million households are secretly sharing passwords and it's time to make your slacker friends, kids, and roommates pay up. So their idea then is to try to force people to get to pay up without being able to share your password. But Netflix has gone from is is down as much as 30 percent this today, as was this morning on this entire uh, on its stock value. Uh, A headline here in uh, according to CNBC, a shocked Wall Street reacts to the Netflix implosion for the second quarter in a row. Netflix stock has cratered after reporting earnings, uh, a plunge of 28 to 30%, losing $42 billion in value after the company announced that, only, that not only did its paying subs shrink for the first time since 2011 in the first quarter, but the company forecast the loss of another 2 million subs in the current quarter. Coupled with the devastation from three months ago when Netflix plunged 21% after reporting similar dire results and dismal guidance, Netflix is on the verge of losing more than $90 billion in market cap in its first session following the last two earnings reports. I guess the moral to that story is don't make series promoting pedophilia. The bottom line is that we're, there's a lot of great things happening when you consider all of the shifts in the market like this. People are waking up and they're pulling their money out of these sort of uh, woke companies. The woke strategies of the world are destroying American business and globally destroying uh, Western business, which has its benefit. It doesn't make the life easier for any of us. And it definitely leaves an enormous amount of challenge for all of us to overcome because we 
have to make that decision again of what path we're going to take. Are we going to follow the path of the old way or are we going to follow the path of a, a new way? To kind of sum all this up in a, in a post that was put up this morning, which I think is very apropos, this comes from Abner Peacock, at, which is at Dirty Abner on Twitter, and I think this sums everything up. What conservatives, Trumpers, Republicans don't know or want to admit is it is already gone. The system is so far gone it needs to be ended, and we will either be part of a great new system we choose or be slaves to the international evil cabal. That's the juncture before us. It's the path that we stand at the juncture of. It's the valley of decision. One way, the easy gate will lead you into the international evil cabal as a slave. The other is a great new system that we will choose to get there. You have to be fearless. You have to hold that belief in God. And we have to seek to remake the world in a glorious way where we put the God's children and his gifting before us rather than our personal needs and our personal wealth accumulation first. It's a huge shift. It's one that I truly believe we are will and are accomplishing, but it won't be easy. So buckle up, keep your prayers strong, keep your faith strong. It's going to be a wonderful, amazing, and challenging climb, but it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it's something that we have been blessed to be part of. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. It's a great time to be alive. Lots of great things happening, and God is speaking massive amounts of wisdom if we'll listen. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom mission forward. Patriots, have a very blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
like seamen that to the seas belong I'll tell you all the fight me boys aboard the Nottingham It was up an Irish captain, his name was Somerville With courage bold did he control, he played his part full well On the 8th of June, me boys went at spitted we lay On board there came an order, a ranker far to weigh Bound for the coast of Ireland, our orders did run so There to cruise and not refuse against our daring foe Not so many lengths to see before a ship we spy She being some lofty Frenchman Come bearing down so wide She hailed us saying, French me boys And asked us from where we came Our answer was from Liverpool And London is our name Pray are you some man of war, pray what may you breathe? Oh, then replied our captain, oh then you soon shall see Come strike your English colours, or else you shall bring to Since you're so stout, you shall give out, or else we will sink you First broadside we gave to them, it made them fall to wonder Then rigging and the mainmast came, a rattling down like thunder We drove them to their quarter, they could no longer stay Our guns to draw, we made so sure, we showed them British play so now we've took that ship, me boys, God speed us fair wind That we might sail to Plymouth Town if the heavens prove so kind We'll drink a health unto our captain and all such warlike souls To him we'll drink and never flinch out of our flowing bowl
one patriots have a blessed day i'll see you tonight for bards fm
till it's gone.